Dirty Grungy Werewolf Song. Yes. Welcome to episode 15, Phases. Phases. Uh, what a delightful romp of an episode <laughs> we were just saying. <laughs> it is. It's a classic. Yes. It what it was like very refreshing after the last episode, which was quite depressing. Some would say devastating. It was devastating. It was horrible. <laughs> Uh, the last two episodes were so intense to talk about, so it's just nice to to be yeah. taken on a little journey with Oz. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're washing our face. It's mm-hmm. like we're having a nice shower. Mm-hmm. And we're washing off all of that emotional sort of feelings. You had a big cry last episode. <laughs> uh, just a tiny cry. No, there was more than one tear. <laughs> there was more than one tear at the conversation between Giles and Buffy in the car. Yes. Which got you. It did. And you know, well, we'll get into it, but it's sort of, that energy has continued with them into this episode. Totally. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where are we coming from? We're coming from probably the darkest point in, definitely in season two. And I'd say, like, other than Buffy dying and everything. Yeah. Um... At the hands of the master, I think, I think last episode is the darkest point in Buffy's life. Yes. Oh, yes, definitely. Like, and she goes through that master thing, and then she does have to have a little like emotional breakdown. Yeah. After that, ma- so that's at the beginning of season two. So that's yeah. kind of another dark point. But this is more intense. Like, this is more complicated. It's, I feel it's way more intense. Even though dying is intense too, but. Dying is so intense. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have to tell you a funny story before we get into this. Okay. It has nothing to do with Buffy. <laughs> but I just really want to tell you because it feels like, I don't know, it, it's it is, it's not related. But I it's just where I'm, I'm coming into this. Yes, great. So my neighbor, my amazing neighbor just moved out. Mm-hmm. I have this amazing neighbor. I live in this beautiful old building and uh, I really want a good neighbor to move back in because I had this great neighbor. Anyway, my neighbor texted me yesterday um and this morning because she's had to do this big walkthrough of her place because you know they're cleaning it out and they have to you know the renting people the people who own the building have to be like okay you didn't you know put a whole bunch of holes in the walls whatever Mm -hmm. so she's walking through this guy who she's never met before she's never seen before and he could not stop talking about how questioning her about us her neighbors, about how he's convinced we are running an illegal daycare (laughs) because of, get this, all of the tiny children's shoes outside of my apartment, which are just my shoes. (laughs) (laughs) They're just my shoes. What? They're just my woman-sized shoes. They're not even, like, irregularly tiny. I mean, I have small feet, but they're not... 
No, we have friends with smaller small feet. feet. We have small feet friends who actually have to buy children's, children's shoes, shoes. But I just have a size six shoe. <laughs> like, anyway, so I needed to tell you That's that. That's so funny. Because I just feel like jacuzzi. I feel no it's legal so daycare. <laughs> it's also just this energy of, oh, all renters are pieces of shit, right? You know totally. what I mean? All renters must be doing illegal, illegal things because who rents? Ah, just poor illegals. Yeah. So that's my rant. Uh, And I wanted it to be on the record, so now it is. Okay, back to the episode. Back again. But that's the energy I'm bringing in. I'm feeling a little bit persecuted. and uh, Just like Oz. Yeah, just like Oz. (laughs) Yeah. Or Larry. Um, We'll get into Larry. We will. (laughs) We must. So, Marmar, tell me, what's the stitch? What? is happening what happened in this episode phases so much happens so we open up on oz looking at all the trophies in the trophy cabinet uh and uh and willow sort of comes up and they have this little chat and we find out that they they've gone to a movie yeah. together so they've gone on a date Willow's like, did you like the movie? I was like, did you not talk about it after you left the movie theater? You just parted and didn't speak. That's right. We don't want that action to happen off stage. We want it to happen on stage. On stage. Did you catch hmm. the reference to which? Oh, the eyes following? So that's Amy's mom locked in, in the, the trophy. trophy. Okay, I didn't, but I was like, this is a weird moment. But now that you say that, yeah, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> There are a few throwbacks in this episode, actually, but that's an amazing throwback to which, uh, yes. Uh, so we find out that, I don't know, they, they haven't, like, kissed or anything, like, and it's, it's a bit awkward. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to move on to the next step. Totally. And Willow is really waiting for him, like, all the responsibility is on Oz mm. to make this happen, make this physical connection. Mm-hmm. And Willow's frustrated by this. And yeah, it's, I, I can super relate to this. <laughs> um, Definitely. And certainly uh, not anymore. Uh, and I think many people do grow out of this very gendered role um, kind of machine that we're in, but some people don't. And some some people really do think that there's a certain gender that has to give permission or make the move, make the move or whatever it is. And, and they're stuck in this, this place Mm -hmm. where that's the only way it can happen. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was certainly like this too, even though I'm a very like forward lady now. Um, but at the time, uh, that was sort of just the construction that I was given that boys make the move and passive ladies and we're sort of always playing hard to get. Like, that's just the narrative we're told. So I totally relate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love the outcome. I love the message of this episode, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Willow sees Buffy and is like, my friend, I have to go to her now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's like always weird Willow speak. Like she does have her own language. Yeah, I'm saying what I'm doing to not sound awkward. Goodbye. Yeah. 
So she meets up with Buffy, and then there's sort of boy talking, and she's like, I want smooches. Mm -hmm. Like, she tells Buffy, she confides. But then is like, I shouldn't even be talking about this. Like, your boyfriend is um, evil. (laughs) Um, And Buffy's like, yeah. (laughs) He is. (laughs) So that's still in the air. Buffy's got, like, a sad air about her this whole episode. But this must have been a welcome distraction. I think so. I think you've hit the nail on the head. Yeah. To to do her work. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we... Kind of flash over to Cordy and Xander sitting in the car. Steamy, steamy. Yeah. So they're they're kissing. They're making out. They're going to bone <laughs> in the car in her dad's, like, um, convertible. Soft top. Yeah. So cool. Um, it's a soft top. <laughs> have you ever been in a soft top? I've never no, been in a soft top. No. We don't have those here no, in you're winter. Right. And if you in do. Winterland. Yeah. No, it's true. I've never been. <laughs> I, I rarely see them. Yeah. They just, it, it, I think it's a rarity in, in Canada, really. Did did you have um like a Lover's Lane makeout place in your childhood? Childhood. <laughs> in your youth? No, because none of my friends had cars. Like. Well, and is that even a real thing? Well, I'm going to reference uh, Andrew again. <laughs> it was for him, totally. He went to, down to Horlack in, in his oh. parents' car. He said it was the only place that he could make out with his, like, because he went to this Catholic school, so his girlfriend's family was, like, Christian, and his family isn't Christian, but they're very traditional, so they wouldn't let, so there was nowhere else to make out. But I made out in friends' basements, yeah. in the back rooms at school, like, wherever I could. Yeah. Um, in my house, like, I don't know. I, I didn't have a problem finding makeup space. I see. I see. I couldn't do that because I hated where I lived mm. and I was always living in different places. Mm-hmm. And so, and I didn't want anyone to see where I lived. That was a big, so I didn't, so I guess, I guess I did mm. in the sense that I never made out at home. Mm. I was always going somewhere but it wasn't like there was like this one location or this one address where we all would go and kind of have this like coupled orgy this like very funny grease yeah 50s like it's not real like it's not real right (laughs) no you go to a parking lot sure but it's not like you're surrounded by other people in the parking lot doing the same thing right yeah um (laughs) andrew did get caught at horlock (gasps) by that popo oh my god uh, steaming up the car. Well, you can tell. It steams up yeah. so fast. I just think that's so funny and classic. Yeah. It's amazing. I always think of the Rose Duipucator hand on the... Oh, yes. Jack. Ah, uh, iconic. Steamy. So, Cordy and Xander are doing the Jack and Rose in the yes, car. in the soft top. But he can't stop, like, talking about Willow yeah. and Buffy. He's very preoccupied with, like, Oz and, you know, how he's uncomfortable with this. And there's just all these feelings happening. Mm-hmm. And Cordelia's like, why? How dare you talk about other people? <laughs> Which, um, rightly so. Like, they're making out. It's not the time to be talking about Willow. <laughs> totally. So Xander's going through some things in this episode. He yeah. doesn't know what he wants. Um, But then... The end of this sort of cold open scene, the button is this, um, I wrote puppet creature watching because it does just look like 
a terrible puppet, like, robot <laughs> watching the car. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I'm going to just say it. It's not usually how I roll on the pod, but I am going to say that this is the only time you're going to see werewolves done this way. It's quite bad. (laughs) We're going to scrap this version interpretation of the monster and we're going to change it uh, into something a little bit more um, mobile. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This costume is like so, it looks so difficult for the actor. How can they even see? It really reminded me, you know, in Princess Bride, there's the rodents of unusual size, and they're just, like, people in these, like, rodent costumes. It looks like that. Like, it looks so uncomfortable. Well, there's no possibility for nuanced movement or for, like, an articulated spine. Or, like, any facial, Nothing facial expression. It's just a, it's a, it's like a, it's like a mascot. Mask, yeah, so, so it's, it's like a hood. Like their neck can't even move no. in it. So, and we're also this interpretation of werewolf is is it's it's not quadrupedal. It's bipedal. So it's mm. like uh, walking on two legs, sort of with like cowering and using its claws. But it's not a wolf. It isn't like running on four legs. It didn't even look like a wolf to me. I thought it was. I don't. It looks more ratty or batty or something. I don't know. It ratty, doesn't look batty. like ratty batty. <laughs> Uh, so it's going to get, before you, I mean, I would love for you to destroy it. It's pretty, we can do that today together if you want. Um, already happy, did. happy to do that. But so have your fun doing it. Cause you're never going to see that one again. Cause you're never going to do it again. Cause you're never going to get to do it again. <laughs> so, um, after the cold open, Ratty Batty attacks the car <laughs> uh, and like plunges his like claws through the soft top. Oh, Ugh. sad. Sad for Cordy's dad. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I did write werewolf here, question mark, question mark. Okay, so you knew. I did know because they were like, Cordelia was referencing the like lovely full oh, moon. Oh, totally. So even though <laughs> visually it does not look like a, a a wolf or a werewolf to me, I thought they gave enough clues that I I figured it out. I'm pretty mm-hmm. smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they, they like hightail it out of there, you know, g- and, and the next day tell the gang what happened. And they kind of surmise it's like this werewolf mm-hmm. because of the full moon and, mm-hmm. and everything. Um, and Giles looks so excited about werewolves. <laughs> It's oh, so funny. He was exactly like you were in that role play game that you set up, that D&D Buffy session you set up, you and Andrew made. Yeah. I played Giles, of course. Oh, he was like, I have to admit, it's a classic. I'm, I'm so excited. I have an exciting evening of research ahead. I know. He was so excited. It's so funny and cute. I loved it. He just had a huge smile on his face about the prospect of researching werewolves, which... Aww. I get it. Is there a mythological creature that you would, n- and not even necessarily mythological, is there like a a creature in a universe like Buffy that you would be really excited to see on the show one day? To see on the show? Yeah. Any classics in your mind? Well, you know, <laughs> this is just because of my love of Lord of the Rings, but like any lo- like high fantasy elven orcish 
uh, hobbits is uh, I I would love. I love a <laughs> I love a wizard. Ah, I love magic. Okay, and my D and D character is a wizard. I just really do love a magic user. So okay, I'd love some magic users. Oh, that is excellent to hear. <laughs> Lovely, some wizards. Um, so the I wrote big jock got bit um <laughs> larry larry so they're in gym class and there's this like big bully guy named larry yes who sort of threaded through the episode as like um i'm gonna say now he's the red herring yes um because he he is revealed in this like gym class that they're doing like a uh, self-defense in he's got a big uh bite on his arm that he's like wrapped up so they're all like Hmm, hmm. Suspicious. And he's like a tall man, a man who looks about 35 <laughs> years old. <laughs> he looks older than us. I know when he's when he's like like giving Oz shit for dating a junior because Oz is a senior. I'm like, "Larry, you may be a senior, but if that's the case, then you've been a senior for like 25 years. Yeah, he looks so yeah. like this is maybe the oldest looking student they've ever cast on the show. There <laughs> are there are some high school students that just look fucking old. True. And I think well, the portrayal like the guy who's playing Larry, the actor who's playing Larry does such a good job, but yeah, he he old. <laughs> Definitely. Um and I wrote, he sexually assaults Buffy. Yep. He grabs her ass when they're supposed to be practicing. Which is the second harassment we've seen because he mm. sexually harasses that girl who he oh, yeah. dumps her books on the ground to check out her ass. What's her when face? He's Teresa. Teresa. And there's another one before that when he's mm-hmm. talking to Oz. So he's like a predator. Yes. He's, he's roaming around... Um, causing trouble. Being like human werewolf scum, kind yes, of. Yes, totally, which is why we're like, oh, he's so awful. He's predatory. Yeah. Um, But very mm-hmm. funny. Like, Buffy's trying to pretend she's not as strong, but then she, this is too far, and she had to fucking body slam him. <laughs> so satisfying. Very satisfying. Uh, And then... We're back in the, like, um, library. The gang's there. Xander makes, like, this moon pie joke. And Giles thinks it's so funny. This is so weird. I don't get this joke. I don't get it either. What is it? So Xander, or Giles is talking about, like, the moon, how the wolf can, um, will be around for, like, the three days of the full moon. And then... What is he saying? He's like, the this moon isn't good. And Xander's like, well, but it did make moon pies. or moon p-. And Giles thinks it's really funny and laughs. And it's very unsettling because Giles doesn't really laugh. <laughs> so I found it weird. <laughs> I just don't get the joke. I don't get it. I don't know what a moon pie is. I think it's an... I know what it is. I think it's an American... I want to say it's like a wagon wheel. Like, it's like a... Oh. It's like one of those Twinkie things. Okay. I think. I buy that. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna fact check this. I, the fact that Xander talks about it, I'm like, it's either food, sex. I think it's like one of those prepackaged like cake thing, like a Joss Louis, yeah, or like a snowball, yes, or whatever. I think it's that, but I I don't know. Um, we're gonna check. We don't have those here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So then they decide, like, tonight, so there's been one night of the full moon. They've got two nights left. Decide to go, like, patrol the lover's lane. Mm-hmm. Um, or they decide to go patrolling, and they're they're around lover's lane, make out point, whatever, and then Buffy gets trapped in this net trap. Um, there's so many, like, weird side quests in this episode, actually, <laughs> um, which is, this is one of them. It's Kane, the werewolf killer. The poacher. <laughs> yeah. He's got a necklace full of werewolf teeth. Yeah. Which is creepy because they're all, like, human beings. Uh, <laughs> this character does a good job, though. He's, like, a, a funny little part for this actor. Totally. Just comes in, bangs it out. Um, so we find out he kills werewolves on the full moon every month and then sells their pelts to Sri Lanka mm-hmm. for the money. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Sure. It is the Hellmouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he tells Buffy and Giles that the werewolves like to go to places with sexual energy. Chem- chemistry or energy. Yeah. So where all the young folks are making out. Yeah. So it was around this lover's lane. Then Buffy has an idea, and they're going to go to the bronze next, totally. um, which has lots of sexual energies mm-hmm. in it. Uh, and then I wrote, oh, my God, Angel. So this is Angel's appearance in this episode. Just for, like, one minute, Yeah, he encounters Teresa, Teresa walking home. It's so <sighs> awful. Oh, he's so good. Like, what a good performance. It's so different than... Good angel. Um, he's acting all sweet and he's like, I know Buffy. Oh god, it's awful. Are you enjoying David Boreanaz as evil angel more? Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I find his like Buffy angel, like good angel, like I don't know. I just find him more boring, like as a character. He's just so mopey and like monotone. And this I just I thought David Boreanaz was like a bad actor, <laughs> honestly, because I haven't really seen him in that much stuff. I know he does like Bones and like a bunch sure. of famous stuff, but I haven't really watched that. But um, I can just see now that he's a good actor. He just plays good angel in like this real mopey way. <laughs> he's a damsel. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, the contrast mm-hmm. that you now have is so awesome. It's really cool. And he just does such a good job. It's so yeah. it's upsetting to watch. Oh. It's so good. He's got like a little flower. I know. <laughs> and he's like, you know, Buffy. Go to school with Buffy. Have you noticed that he's like trying to kill everyone around Buffy yes. now? He just is like trying to drive her insane. Yep. Just like. And then he'll turn her into a vampire. Yeah. And she'll be his vampire queen. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's actually what he's trying to do. Yes. Well, and we have evidence of this because that's what he did to Drusilla. To Drusilla, but Buffy will be an even better vampire queen. Yes. Um, yeah, freaky. So he is going to escort her home <laughs> and kill her. Uh, so Buffy and Giles head to the bronze. Everyone's making out in the bronze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Willow, Cordy have this very funny little combo about how stupid boys are. They're both talking about, like, how crappy Xander is, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is really funny because Cordelia is <laughs> complaining about Xander 
talking about Willow. To Willow. To Willow. And she's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's really funny. She's such a breath of fresh air sometimes, isn't she? Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. So honest. I love it. It's just such a cute little conversation. Totally. They don't really hang out very much in the show either, but they a few episodes here and there, and their chemistry is very funny. They're just very different. Uh, and then wolf attack! The wolf comes in and is attacking. And, <laughs> and everyone runs away right away. So fast. I yeah. was like, wow, you can clear this club in one minute? No prob. No prob. They're probably really used to evacuations. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And used to cleaning up, like, the cleanup crew after. Yeah. It was intense. Uh I also wrote, Giles' car is hilarious. (laughs) It's so stupid. (laughs) Uh, We don't see him roll it out very much, but it's very funny. (laughs) I know. It's such like an old, it it looks like, I don't know, it it looks like the same car he's had since he was a weird rock and roller demon raiser. In the 60s. 70s, 60s. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. It's very funny. Uh, And Buffy is... Going in, she's trying to find the wolf. She's going through like 50 bead curtains mm, in many, the bronze. Many. <laughs> it doesn't seem practical in a bar. Wouldn't they get ripped down? I don't know. I look around bars all the time and I'm like, all this crazy shit. What does this place look like in daylight? It's probably <laughs> fucking gross. Everything. Yeah. Bars are disgusting uh, in the daytime. Yeah. True, true, true. Uh this costume is ridiculous, is what I wrote. I, they're having a fight, and it just looks so ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, the werewolf, Buffy is trying to chain it so they can, like, capture it and see, yes. see who it is in the morning. But it escapes, and then it runs out, and then it runs into Angel, who has bitten Teresa in the alley. And then they look at each other, and Angel just, like, goes away. So I'm try I was trying to remember like what the deal is with vampires versus werewolves. Are werewolves can they kill vampires? This they're happens in of, Twilight, right? Yeah, <laughs> they're kind of like arch enemies. enemies. Like but werewolves can kill vampires, maybe. Yep. Yeah. I think they could. Like they'd still have to kill a vampire the way a vampire can be dead. Mm. Like it would have to cut off its head. Okay. Or stake it through the heart. Um, like a werewolf biting a vampire, I don't think you get... In this world, you don't get a vampire werewolf. Yeah. And but, you can't... A vampire biting a werewolf can't make, like, a vampire werewolf. Like, no. They're, like... Think about them, like, like, like Capulets and Montagues. Like, they're mm. from separate houses, from separate, like if you like the Underworld movies with mm-hmm. Kate Beckinsale, mm-hmm. that entire world is dedicated to vampires and werewolf lore. And spoiler, it's also talking about what happens if you were to combine the bloodlines mm. as though they're kind of two royal demon houses, which Twilight is totally ripping off. Yes. Or being inspired by inspired. whatever. <laughs> not, I'm not a huge Twilight fan. I don't like it. I don't like the way that they portray vampires either. It's too, there's too much grace given to vampires. Vampires are evil, demonic things. Mm -hmm. They're not good. Yeah. They are evil. They are selfish and they're evil. So are werewolves 
selfish and evil. I guess when they are werewolves, they are. Yes. And when they aren't, they are human. Yeah. But they are, uh, they are like wolves. They can become like a community, like vampires, Mm. because they are, they can form like werewolf communities because they are behaving like a wolf pack. Mm. But it depends, it really depends on what kind of werewolf lore you're talking about. Yeah. And in this one, werewolves are more good than vampires, and vampires are more sort of like pure demon. Yeah. Which is why Angel, I believe, was able to scare this werewolf away. Mm. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Uh... And then right after this is when we see the werewolf, like, having a snooze <laughs> after a long night of, yes. of biting. And uh, and then it turns into Oz. Yeah. Ah! That is amazing. Did you see this coming? No. So did you catch the moment? I mean, you probably caught it but didn't think anything of it when mm. Oz talks about his little cousin biting his finger. Oh, yeah. In the gym when Larry's talking about his... Bite. Oh, yeah. Because Oz has this great ability at... So casual. Yeah. You can... It's, like, under the radar. I almost don't catch his, like, things sometimes. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I I heard that, but I really didn't process it. So his little cousin bit his finger and made him a werewolf. Which he goes home and calls his aunt to ask if... If a little... If little whoever is a werewolf. Yeah. It's like, okay, okay, I'll say hi to Uncle Ken. How long's that been going on? <laughs> like, basically, he gets the answer, oh, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is, and now you're one. And he's like, huh. Um, and that's exactly what he says when he <laughs> wakes up naked in the forest. He's just like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> that boy is so pale and hairless. Yeah. <laughs> he's such a little... Teen, yeah, uh, and and uh, I wrote he has a huge white cordless phone, yeah. massive, <laughs> so funny. Uh, and then they the gang's back in the library. They're talking about the events of the night because it was unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. They didn't find they didn't find the werewolf. It escaped, etc. Um, and Oz comes in like all frantic and. Uh, tossled and he's like did anything happen did anyone get bit uh <laughs> but then they reveal like um Teresa died and they think it was because of the werewolf yes and Oz thinks he killed her yes which is why he can't say anything yes he's so scared of being found out yeah and so pretty um devastating to find out you've murdered someone in the night totally and that you didn't know and then this is another great throwback to the pack because Xander's like, I know what it was. it's like to be a hyena, <laughs> to be like a creature of the night. <laughs> I know what it's like to crave the taste of freshly killed meat, to be taken over by those uncontrollable urges. You said you didn't remember anything about that. <laughs> I said I didn't remember anything about that. Look, the point is, is I have an affinity with this thing I can get inside of its head. I'm a big, bad wolf. I'm on the prowl. I'm sniffing. I'm snarling. I'm a slobbering predator. I am... Wait a second. It's right in front of us. It's obvious who I am. 
I'm Larry. The guy's practically got wolf boy stamped on his forehead. You got the dog bite. You got the aggression, not to mention the excessive back hair. I love that dialogue in there. Yeah, it's so good. There's a lot of great dialogue in this yeah. episode. Really great little scenes with everyone and quips. It's very funny. Uh, once you were a hyena. <laughs> <laughs> um, throwback. That was an amazing episode also. <laughs> Where Fluty was consumed. Oh, yes. So uh, was the pig. Yeah. <laughs> the Razorback. Um, so then we, Xander is like, it has to be Larry. Like they put the pieces together. He was bit. He's a big bully. And Xander's going to go confront him. Yeah. About, um, him being the werewolf. Because Xander feels uh, a link to Larry because he was a hyena. Yeah. <laughs> It's very sweet. It's very funny. So he goes, he finds him in the locker room. And then, like, he's, like, trying to convince him. It's like, I know what you're going through. You know, I, I, the same thing happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) In reference to becoming uh, a predator animal. (laughs) But then Larry reveals he's gay. Gay. (laughs) He's the first queer character (laughs) on the show. Uh, <laughs> and this whole scene is like very quite cute. Like the the way Larry comes out is really actually sweet. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've been doing all these things because I haven't felt I've been overcompensating. Yeah, because he hasn't felt comfortable and just saying it out loud was such a relief and he yeah. feels so much better. And thanks Xander for like helping him. And he was like, Thank you so much. You went through this before me. <laughs> And Xander's made very uncomfortable by this because yes. Xander isn't gay and doesn't want Larry to think that he's, he's gay. gay. I mean, I want to talk about it a little bit in yeah. Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered sure. about uh, gay panic. Yes. <laughs> but I did I did think the way Larry came out was quite, quite sweet yes. and makes all his horrible behaviors. It doesn't excuse it. Nothing no. excuses sexual assault, but it you can now understand a bit more of of why he was acting the way he he did um if he was if there was no stigma against coming out he wouldn't have to behave that way or wouldn't be compelled to behave that way in the first place but um but it's it's a quite funny scene <laughs> uh so they Xander's <laughs> like okay he's not the world <laughs> And they come out, and then they, uh, then they're like, "Oh well, you know, I guess Teresa it never said she was mauled." Yes. So how did she die? And they went to the fu- they go to the funeral home. It's already set up. The next day, she's already all ready to go, uh, and she's got the vampire bite on her neck from Angel. Yes. So I don't. Buffy doesn't know it's Angel. At, no. Right away, she just thinks it's a vampire or, you know, plain old vampire. Um, but then Teresa comes back as a vampire and is like, Angel sends his regards. Yes, or sends his love. Se- yeah, sends his love. Buffy, you can't blame yourself for every death that happens in Sunnydale. If it weren't for you, people would be lined up five deep waiting to get themselves buried. Willow would be Robbie the robot's love slave. I wouldn't even have a head. And Teresa's a vampire. <laughs> 
angel senses love. Are you okay? This isn't happening. He's gonna keep coming after me. Don't let him get to you. He's not the same guy you knew. It's so brutal. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so horrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's such an organized, methodical, careful villain. We're learning. Yes, he's different than, than a Spike, mm -hmm. let us say, who mm -hmm. is more chaos man, mm -hmm. who is impulsive, um, who doesn't really use cruelty. Um, like, Spike doesn't use cruelty in this way. He's just sort of chaotic guy. And then Drusilla is just mad. Mm -hmm. She is erratic and she wants also chaos. Um, and doesn't plan things out the same way because she's also impulsive like Spike. Like It isn't quite as personal. Yes, this is so deeply disturbing and personal uh it's very upsetting because buffy can handle someone trying to kill her but this is so gross this is so awful it allows people with certain life experiences to process what it's like to be with someone and love someone who changes mm. and who starts to hurt you and who starts to manipulate you and abuse you. Like the link, the, the message, like the metaphor here around domestic violence, domestic abuse is so, it's so good. Yes. Like no one can hurt Buffy the way Angel can no. because no one can hurt Buffy the way Angel can. Yes, absolutely. And Angel can get close to people around Buffy that other people can't do. Mm -hmm. So it's, and this is like just the beginning of it. It's just the beginning of it. Oh, it's just the beginning of it. But it's, it's, it's really incredible. It's really incredible that we're talking about this, that we're talking about how people can change mm -hmm. and you may be in love with someone who no longer exists. Yes. And it's such an important thing to discuss with young people in young relationships mm -hmm. um, because it's so common. So common. Yes. You know, so it's amazing. I love it. It's horrific as you're saying, mm -hmm. but it is excellent, excellent storytelling. Yeah. It's excellent writing. Uh, and this show does this very well. Just sprinkle a little, yeah. little bit, a little bit here, a little bit there. Yeah. So we're, we're going to see. Uh, so then Teresa, the vampire, is attacking Buffy. And then um, Xander actually dusts her. Yes. So then Xander and Buffy have this little moment. It's quite intimate. Yes. she She's so upset by what Teresa just said to her and, like, hugs him. And they almost have a kiss. They almost do, kind of. Their hearts tangle for sure. Yeah, they just are like feeling, feeling things. Well, and he says it's, 
he's not the guy you knew. Mm, Like, so much about how we talk about Angel now, it's as though he's not a vampire. It's as though we're just talking about a bad ex. Yes. You know? You know, yeah. To, like, put that in your mind. It's not the same guy you fell in love with. Yeah. Totally. Uh, So then Enzender's like, oh, that's pretty complicated. Like... Oh, yeah, my life's not that complicated or whatever. (laughs) Great little one-liner to tell us that he knows that Mm -hmm. this is a a bit screwed up. Yeah, all their fifis are all getting all tangled up in this episode. So then we see Kane, the werewolf man, um, making silver bullets (laughs) (laughs) to kill werewolves. Presumably. In his van. Yeah. But now we're worried because we know Oz is the vampire. The, the gang doesn't know, but we know he's going to turn tonight. Yeah, that Oz the, is the werewolf. Yeah, totally. for the third night. And we're now I'm worried that he's going to get shot by the silver bullet. Yeah. Don't want him to. Uh, Willow, on the advice of Buffy, decides to go over to Oz's house and, like, confront him about how he's been very lukewarm and she's going to... Take charge and <laughs> seize the moment. Yeah, so at, at all the wrong times. So Willow's like, blah blah blah. You're, why are you acting the way you are? And Oz is like, got all these chains ready to like chain himself up. He's like, it's not a good time. <laughs> I'm going through changes. <laughs> and uh, and then Willow sees the chains and is like, you're just a guy with chains and stuff. Yeah. And then he turns into the werewolf before he could chain himself up. What are you doing? I had this whole thing worked out. And I had it written down, uh, but then it didn't make any sense when I was reading it back. Willow, this is not a very good time. I mean, what am I supposed to think? First, you buy me popcorn, and then you're all glad that I didn't get bit. And you put the tag back in my shirt. But I guess none of that means anything, because instead of looking up names with me, here you are, all alone in your house, doing nothing by yourself. We'll, we'll talk about this tomorrow. No! Damn it! We'll talk about this now. Buffy told me that sometimes what a girl makes has to be the first move, and now that I'm saying this, I'm starting to think that the written version sounded pretty good, but you know what I mean. I know. I know. It's me. I'm, I'm going through some changes. Well, welcome to the world. Things happen. Don't you think I'm going through a lot? Not like me. Oh, what? So now you're special? You're a special boy. With chains and stuff? Why do you have chains and stuff? Willow, please. Get out of here! Oz? Oz, what is it? The classic thing, your your guts start to change, like the insides of oh, you start to change yeah. first. Mm-hmm. Then then it then you feel the change on the outside and yes. then Oz is no longer there. No, it is it is the werewolf and starts chasing Willow. She's screaming, she's running and over fences, but she gets a good like smash in the face yes. of the trash Garbage. can. Yeah. It's very good. Uh and Giles is, like, getting his, like, trank gun ready. They're going to trank this New weapon alert. Yes, very good. 
Uh, and Willow Burson is like, it's us. Don't kill him. <laughs> and they're like, don't worry. We're just going to trink him. Um, so they have this big chase. Uh, which also they're trying to prevent the cane man from shooting him. Yes. And so big tussle, big fight, big chase. And then finally, uh, Willow gets the gun and, and shoots Oz with the, with the train. Two huge Scooby moments. Mm-hmm. Xander dusting Teresa yes. and Willow tranking Oz. Yes. Such good Scooby moments. They're both like just, yeah. They level Action, up. They yeah. totally level up. Like it's excellent, and not it's not just Buffy doing all the action or c- taking care of every single thing. It's it's they've got their own skills too, and can and can handle some things. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so I guess they like capture him and whatever. Wait for him to like turn back to. To Oz. Uh, so then it's the next day. This is sort of like the denouement. Next day at school, Larry nice now, I wrote. Yeah, Larry no no push book over. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, helps a girl. And it's like, I feel so good about our conversation yeah. yesterday to Xander. <laughs> <laughs> and then Willow and Oz, I put little hearts around their names because <laughs> they're, they're have their little debrief and willow's like you know it's okay and uh i still like you even though you're a vampire and i love when she says werewolf or sorry werewolf yeah and i love her and i'm i'm not so nice three days of the month yeah (laughs) she's like i can relate yeah totally yeah very moon cycle moon time Mm -hmm. oz just has his own moon time now yeah so cute uh and then, and then she kisses Oz. Yeah. So good. Just the, the moral of this episode is like, you know, take charge and communicate what you want and mm-hmm. don't always wait for the other person. You know, you can, you can make your own destiny kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People can't read your mind. Yes, exactly. So communication. Yeah. Is good. Yeah. So very cute. And Oz says, a werewolf in love. You're not in love yet, but maybe a little. <laughs> I think he's in love. Aww. I think it. I think in this show, in this age, with these characters, it's totally possible and believable for them to be in love after, like, three weeks, two sure. weeks yep. of knowing each other. Yep. Like, you're just, you just... Yeah, you just have, and it happens at all ages, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But for these guys, I just see these peaks and valleys of their emotional life being so intense that I totally buy yep. them being in love. Mm, so cute. Some fashion. Off the top. Willow is wearing a red beanie and a matching red sweater <laughs> and a happy face fuzzy backpack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how many stupid backpacks does she own? <laughs> I, all of them. All of them. I know. All it, of them in the universe. It's so funny. I kind of like this smiley face one, though. It's cute. Better than, like, stuffed animal. Is it? Are you reacting to the fact that there's a lot of fuzzy on fuzzy? Yes. 
Because it's very fuzzy red wine sweater on very fuzzy yellow backpack. With fuzzy beanie. Yeah. Yeah. She's just fuzzy girl. They do have more like wintry clothing sort of in this episode. It is... Potentially November, potentially early December. We're yes. gonna we're gonna guesstimate at this time. So very chilly in <laughs> California these days. You need your sweater and your beanie. <laughs> uh, and then the gym outfits. So like, yeah. I don't think we've seen this in the show. We've seen cheerleading practice and stuff, but we haven't seen gym class. So they're wearing their gym outfits. Did you have to wear a gym outfit? I had to wear, I had to change mm-hmm. into gym clothes, mm-hmm. but I wasn't given like designated Skona hoodie. No. Yeah. No. Me too. We changed into whatever other clothes, but no branded merch. No. Sounds expensive. No. So. There was no like uniform, no gym uniform. Yeah. Although these are kind of cute. I was like, these sweatpants look cute. Um, I kind of want them. Yeah. But uh, I just thought, it feels so American to me to change into your gym uniform. I think it is. For some reason. And then Willow has, for just a brief moment on, this mint cardigan, Mm. um, which I love a cardigan, and I love the color of this cardigan. So I give it a thumbs up. And then Cordy in the bronze is wearing this Tommy Hilfiger turtleneck. Yes. It's very fun and like re- 90s retro now. Tommy Hilfiger, like right across, striped. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Wearing branded clothing. Cor- Cordelia is such like a branded clothing girl. But I feel it's funny to get away. I don't know what they can get away with in this show. Sometimes it's, there's like advertising issues, but I'm not sure. Generally speaking, Cordelia doesn't wear like, if this show was made in my life, mm. uh, Cordelia would be wearing, like, a fakuk, mm. like a FCUK, oh, yeah. or, like, that would be how I know she was rich. Or, like, a Louis Vuitton. Yeah. yeah. Like, there would just be lots of brand name, but what Cordelia just wears is, like, amazing outfits. Yes, totally. They don't have – I'm not looking at, like, Juicy Yes. on her ass or something. I'm, like, just looking at this beautiful tennis set. Yeah, yeah. But we know it's like La Costa. Of course. <laughs> um, but I just love the branded sweater. It's I just feel like it's very cordial. And it is very winter. Mm-hmm. You're totally right. Mm-hmm. We're in winter. We are. Kind of. Uh, Willow has like the worst color overalls on. She has so many overalls. These are, I, every time I see one, I'm like, this is the worst one. This is the worst one. They're like a greeny yellow, neon greeny yellow. Yeah. They're like a puce. Yeah, they're horrible. And they're huge. And then she's got like this uh, weird sweater on underneath of it. A fuzzy sweater. But it's like the sweater underneath I think is like pastel colors. Yeah, it's like a it's like a pur- light purple. Yeah, it's just horrible. I know. And it's so weird. This is like this outfit she was going to go over and confront Oz in. I was well, like, she's not changing who she is just because she's on. I guess so. <laughs> it's just, come on, Willow. You want, oh, God. (laughs) I know he likes her anyway, but oof. (laughs) She could use a makeover. She really could. The Fab Five could come over and they could make her choose, like, to keep five of her 25 overalls. Overalls, keep the best ones. Keep, like, denim, 
black, you know, like you're one of these puce colored horrible. And the straps are different color than the yeah. main set. I it's know. So bad. Um, <laughs> but Oz's hair, when he comes in all like flustered um after his night of werewolfing oz's hair looks so good it's like tousled <laughs> but like jelly tousled i just i would totally have a crush on this boy in oh, school yeah. he's like deep purple hair mm-hmm. it's know. so good and his earrings i yeah i would i would crush crush this boy <laughs> <laughs> i love his hair in that scene uh buffy has this leather Yes, pleather. It's like a mauve, light lilac. I was like, is it gray or mauve? But like it, because it was nighttime, I couldn't really tell. But it's very, she has all these leather jackets, classic bomber kind of leather jackets. This one's weird. It's a trench. It's a trench. And she's got it buttoned up from the throat all the way down. It's very strange, but it looks amazing. Yeah, she looks amazing. There's a few, when she's wearing her her midnight blue spaghetti strap tank top and her weird, uh, which gives away that I don't really like it, her hair, her like one ponytail with everything brushed back. Mm. I don't love this look. No, I, I also don't like this brushed back ponytail look. Although Cordelia rocks that in yeah. the bronze. She looks great. But Buffy's, I don't know, it just doesn't work. There's something with it. And I don't like the midnight blue spaghetti strap. It's weird. It's very Le Chateau. Yes. Um, this, the way the fabric is like sort of like draped. I don't know. It just, is, it seems so, like that's such a stinky fabric. Like this, um, it's like silky, but polyester. Polyester. Mm-hmm. You can see her bra, which is, was very in at the time. Yeah. But yeah. Ah, uh, nah. I don't like it either. Yeah. Um, but I do like at the end, she's got this outfit and her hair looks great. Her hair is blonder in this episode. Yes. She went and got her hair did after Angel became Evil Angel. Wouldn't you? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) But that is what happened. Her hair is blonder and it looks excellent in the, because it's down. Yeah. In the last outfit, she's got like a lavender long sleeve Almost like cashmere, like V-neck, and then a magenta mini skirt with yes. like a slit. slit up her thigh. It looks excellent. These great boots. Yes. So I just I love the lavender and magenta. It's like pretty bold, but I like it. She looks amazing at mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. yeah. So she looks excellent. And those were all the outfits yeah. that I had. Pretty cute. No fashion tips for Larry. <laughs> I honestly don't even know what he was wearing, but he wears like a like a gray crew neck, like hoodless sort of sweatshirt, and like he looks bland. All the men's fashion I find difficult. I like Oz's fashion. It's similar to Xander's, but a bit. It's even more oversized. It is, which seems sort of more purposeful for some reason. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. Yeah, I just I'm like into I think Oz you just right now. like him. <laughs> I think that's what it is. But I like Xander too sometimes. Yeah, you do. You like Xander more than most people. <laughs> there are things I will I will there are things I will not tolerate. I will not tolerate. Just a few things. Um there's a couple slut ho references. Uh Willow says 
Xander needs to call 1-800-I'm-dating-a-skanky-ho, which, I don't know, it's just, just hard. I'm like, you said this, Willow, but then you were, like, hanging out with Cordelia later. Like, I just hate, I just, it's so awful, isn't it? It's just, yes, yes, it is. But also, this is the language that is casual. Like, these Mm. are the insults that are acceptable for women. It is totally acceptable in this time. Mm -hmm. And and I only know this because I used to go on soundboards and prank phone call people using quotes from Sarah Michelle Gellar movies and (laughs) Buffy. And the amount of times I hear, like, your girlfriend's a big hoe, something, something hoe. Like, hoe in particular Mm -hmm. is... It's in every single 90s movie. It's in every, it's in everything. Yes. So, yes, I think it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. I think that what Willow's communicating in that scene is, I can't believe he's dating Cordelia. Mm-hmm. Cordelia is a mean bitch. Yeah, which is true. Which is true. Her word choice makes us go, um, that's not fair, that's mean. Um, it's, it's totally insensitive. So I think if they were to rewrite the show, all of that would be gone. Well, and like, I think Willow's also projecting because she wants to be a skanky hoe. She wants to smooch Oz. Totally. And so she's jealous. She's jealous too. That Cordelia takes these steps to be with these men. And Willow can't take those steps. Yeah, and she wants to. So there's jealousy there. Well, and so. she even says, like, well, if I make the first move, doesn't that make me a slut? Yeah. Which, again, this is just our fucking culture. I know. Like, and we grew up with this, and that's yeah. why it's just in everything. But Fast women are bad. Yep. Fast women deserve to be punished. Mm-hmm. All of it. Yeah. This episode's pretty rife with it. Yeah, for sure. And then... I wrote Xander Gay Panic. Um, <laughs> I knew this would happen. I knew this would happen as soon as Larry said he was gay. I just knew there would be some gay panic. Because, <laughs> unfortunately, someone, a character like Xander or even a straight character in this show at this time could never just be, like, normal about a fucking gay person. They always have to protest and... In, uh, assure their hetero status by being like, oh, I'm not, well, like just very protesty. So I hate, I hate that. But it is again so rife. Like Xander often reminds me a little bit of Chandler. Like, yes. They're quite similar in some ways. Well, they both can be incredibly homophobic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was sort of a totally acceptable yes. personality trait, one would say, at the time. Um, especially for, like, a funny guy, like a quippy yes. guy. like Who has lots of great girlfriends. Yeah. Platonic female friends who's always maybe being mistaken as maybe being gay and so is all of a sudden very insecure about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it drives me nuts, too, because it's like. Well, I mean, other than the obvious thing, which is that this is totally stupid and completely unnecessary to have to defend your sexuality when someone else is talking about their own. Right. Like, Get over just it. Just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. But and this... isn't that a lovely moment? Yeah. Like, be supportive of this person doing a vulnerable thing. Ugh. 
So, yeah, but but you do get these characters, especially characters who are surrounded by women or who have platonic female friends, which is a very fucking good sign mm-hmm. that you're a good person. Yes. If you have friends, close friends, and can have close friendships with people of all genders, mm-hmm. like, it's very good. Yes, yes. Like, Xander, you're doing good. Yeah, but, but it just took two steps back. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it's from his own, yeah, he's incredibly insecure. Yeah, for sure. And we've seen this, I mean, it's not like a surprise. It's, we've seen it in yeah. various ways. It's usually not so overt but it's also because we haven't had um explicitly queer characters in the show that's right so this is the very first one larry representing for all the queer people out there unfortunately larry will not be a recurring character and we're not gonna see him again (laughs) oh you 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 made your words (laughs) (laughs) maybe i will um i would love to see larry come back as a recurring queer character (laughs) Um, and then Xander and him become friends. And <laughs> that would be lovely. <laughs> I think they're friends. I think you can call them friends at the end of this episode. Yeah. But, yeah, Xander's terrified of him. So. Of, of touching him. Yeah. He'll catch the gay. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's not, it's not out of character for him. But it is not. I don't like it. <laughs> Do you have a favorite quote? I always go first. Do you want to go first? Oh, Sure. You go first. Okay, I'll go first. Um, I mean, Willow says so many funny things in this episode, but um, <laughs> this is when they find out there's a werewolf and it's attacking things. And she says, you mean like bunnies and stuff? Yeah. No, don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. Oh, she's so cute. And then Oz comforts her with his also really cute line. Yeah. I know, they're so cute. <laughs> they're I so love cute. it. Yeah, that was my, that was the one I wrote. So, um, I love when Xander's talking to Cordelia in the soft top car during the makeout sesh, and she says that he's babbling, and he says, I do not babble. I occasionally run on. Every now and then I yammer. And and she's like, shut up. And they just start making (laughs) Making out. out. (laughs) Their chemistry and their dialogue is so funny. It's It's amazing. amazing. I love it. It's amazing. And I really love when Oz, at the very beginning, when we think Larry is, uh, well, well, no, Larry is uh, sexually harassing that girl uh, by dropping her books and then checking her out and making a comment about her ass while also kind of interrogating Oz about his relationship with Willow. Larry says something like, ooh, I really like that. Uh, I really like watching them bend over. Like, it's not subtle. Yeah. And 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 Oz just said, that's great, Larry. You really mastered the single entendre. <laughs> like, you really just said what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no double entendre. There's nothing. Like, uh, Oz is so witty. Yeah, he's so smart. He's so good. He I is so him. smart. The next episode is Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered, <laughs> which is amazing. Amazing. Does it have troubling things in it? Uh, I think we'll trouble you once more. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you want to be troubled, come back and listen next week. Next week. Follow us on Instagram. Email us. Subscribe. I look forward to the polls of this one because I think there's going to be some funny fashion picks. Definitely. There's some funny fashion. Uh, yeah, it's excellent. <laughs>
and I'll push the wolf too. Would you bang him? <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> Arg. Gur. Gur. Arg.